0: Hey, guys. Shane here. In this upcoming episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast, we get to talk to Kim Lindbergh from Armour. Unfortunately, there's a couple of moments in here where the Skype recording didn't go quite as well as we'd like. But uh, please, uh, it's only for a a very short space of time. So persevere with us and uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air-conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air-conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. Brad, another round. Here we are again. Round 10. Routine. Who'd have thought, eh? Yeah,
1: we've lasted 10 episodes so far.
0: We didn't so think did we'd get thing. through one, did we? No. And here we are. We showed them, didn't we? We did, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> um, now, guys, we've got a, um, a special guest on the line with us today uh, from the Australian Refrigeration Mechanics Association, otherwise known as ARMA. We have the CEO, uh, Kim Lindbergh. Kim, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Shane. Fred.
0: I'm going to be I want to be honest here, Kim. We we had we had your recording didn't we, and we, we made a, a mess up, so we're going to have to. It's like we're deja vuing, aren't we?
2: <laughs> bit of I
0: a blue. <laughs> That's right. Technical difficulties happen. So, so Kim, just for the benefit of those who are perhaps not familiar with Armor and what you guys do, uh, could you just give us a bit of a background and and, and your background as well?
2: Um, I, I married I'm married to a refrigeration mechanic have been for almost 21 years uh, I started lobbying myself in 2006 after the 2005 introduction of the Arctic licensing scheme yes
0: um,
2: it was quite devastating to the to the trade and to, to business in the industry um, one example I can give you is in 2005 2006 when um, one, one major re- uh, white goods retailer had 200 refrigeration mechanics on the books, and once the Arctic licensing came in, they uh, let go of all the trade qualified and kept one as a supervisor here in Queensland that was just shocked. Right. And we were seeing guys um, like on the Sunshine Coast with refrigeration vans, um, air conditioning vans, car- um, towing trailers for grass cutting, etc. And you'd, you'd yeah. pass an electrician who's advertising air conditioning. It was just crazy. Um, yeah.
0: So this this all sort of came around, Kim, because it, it, you're married to a fridgey. It struck a nerve and when you saw what was going on and you wanted to yes. do something we, about that. We had our own business
2: and, and started to struggle. Um, we were running a newly established business when Arctic Licensing came in. Mm-hmm. And my husband was constantly going for quotes, and, and it was always going to non trade qualifiers. Pretty yeah. challenging. We had some um, large contracts, which, which were great, but yeah, I think we just started our business at the wrong time. Should have been a lot earlier before Arctic licensing. Yeah. But um, Ar- Armour, I, I, so I, lobbied, I started lobbying um, around 2006, so it's been about 13 years. Uh, I set up a Facebook page called Reclaim Our Trade um, mm. and that was something the guys come up with. It was reclaim refrigerant, stop the rot when, it, when you put the letters together. Um, from that, I I met some amazing people that I'm, I'm just so grateful to call my, my friends and my, and my colleagues. Um, we established Armour and secure representatives in every state. Uh, we're just a baby. Um, we what did they we in 2015? In October. Embarrassed in to organisations like ERA and AMPA and that that have been around for years. Um, yeah. We're still we're still finding our feet, but we're getting there and we're, we're making a difference. That's and that's nice. the important thing is being a voice for the tradespeople and the airports. There's no union adequately supporting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and industry associations um, or, or commercial groups—it's just a big fail. They're not, yeah. not representing the industry and the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: And you mentioned the ARA um, Australian Refrigeration Association. Are, is ARMA working with them? How does that? How's the relationship there? Oh, we definitely you believe Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It, they're an amazing group, ARA. We, we all have some goals, um, and it's about great and, and more sustainable to big um, in our industry. These are the Australian Refrigeration Association are Australia's leading experts. These are who governments should be listening to when it comes to natural refrigerants. Mm,
1: yep. But
2: being excluded, um, because like us, they say it how it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're not. You, you don't feel that they're being listened to? No, no.
2: No? No, it's... Um, in a sense, I guess it's it's fair to say that armour and, and ARA are pretty much blacklisted. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, so what do you think um, the biggest challenges for armour are?
2: Well, one is getting the um, the tradespeople more involved and, and yep. participating. Um,
0: okay.
2: We may not be a union, but we are making a big difference, and it's about uniting the industry, the trade. Mm. Uh, it's always been a very dysfunctional trade. And I think a lot of that comes also from the fact that, um, you might be a sole trader and you're always working on your own and you're just running into guys here and there along your jobs. Yeah. Uh, so I think it can, well, I know it can be a very isolating trade, but it's time that the trade, um, really stepped up, supported what we're doing, join Armour
0: mm.
2: and, and let's make this, this, um, licensing here in Australia what it should be.
0: Absolutely, Definitely. and I think um, you know it's hats off to you Kim for taking the initiative to do this because um, you know it's I think everyone is sort of guilty in running a business that you one day runs into the other, and you, no one really has time, and time is such an important commodity that we don't um, you know, really have. So to be able to to, to have a voice is uh, is important, and, and for someone like yourself to um, to do what you've done and, and set it up, I think is uh, is most important.
1: Definitely. So we, obviously, we need we, our industry needs a, a governing body, um, and uh, is that something that you see um, you would combine, you know, the licensing as well as a, a,
2: a governing body that is, that
1: has the interests of our industry at heart?
2: Yes. Yes. That's how it should be. I know that many years ago, prior to Arctic, they tried to the organisations tried to establish an industry body nationally, mm-hmm. but every every individual association wanted ownership of that. Yeah, it's like come on, like yeah. it's it's we all participate, we're all equals, uh, and, and we represent the industry the way it needs to be represented. Mm. Um, with exactly. with, uh, sorry. Uh, look, one one of the things that, that I'm really disgruntled about is we have the Australian Refrigeration Council, which alludes to um, not having any power, and yet they promote that they're the um, the peak industry body and, and advisors to government, um, and and they do so locking out. The tradespeople, because they lock out armour, they lock out natural refrigeration, because they lock out ARA. Mm -hmm. Um, we need an industry group that there's no fighting, there's just work to be done and, and and make it happen and a consistent, one of the things we're pushing is a nationally consistent skills-based license. Requirements that three. Um, we've, we've pushed for a national industry body. We've even drawn up the structure for it. And still nothing from government, from, um, the other bodies. And it's, it's disappointing. I, I don't know if I've, um, if you're aware of this, but the Refrigerant Reclaim Australia, that's also a member of the, um, Arctic group. They sit on an environmental trust fund of over 70 million revenue from importers. And this industry sees nothing of it. Here we are with an industry. The majority of the trade needs upskilling in all refrigerants, and we can't even access that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: that's uh, I, yeah, I didn't actually didn't know that at all. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's um, astounding. So, so this is just from people uh, from importing. Is that is that what you said?
2: Correct, correct refrigerants. Um, there's a, a levy a fee on that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's,
2: it's my understanding if. They, if if refrigerant reclaim Australia were to close, then those funds would then go to the CSIRO. Right. I know. I that's know. Amazing. Um,
1: mm. So, so in, in effect, the um, Arctic are actually um, uh, they're they're the front uh, front man for the uh, EPA. That, that's correct, isn't it?
2: The federal Department of Environment, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. So really, um, that's. Uh, would you agree that that's really th- th- where where
2: all of these questions need to be going? Yes, yes. We've we've thrown a lot of questions at the department, a lot of questions at ARC. Um, it's it's a very incestuous um, situation. You, you you have ARC, which is a commercially vested company, private company. Yeah. Um, and they need to be very clear on that they are not regulators because I've sat in meetings where it's been stated that they are. Mm. Um, it's very contradictory. I can also give you figures on the, um, on the amount of prosecutions zero mm. in all the years it's been operating, zero prosecutions. Yes. And what's going out there we know is appalling. Yes. Um,
0: what do you, what do you think that is, Kim? What do you think there's been, though? I mean, we, we see it day in, day out of where they're, you know, some of these uh, installs and things that are just happening day to day are appalling, um, and, and you know, why do you think that they're not prosecuting?
2: It's too expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think the, the the average fine is something like 2500 and it's probably mm. five 000 to 7000 to prosecute someone. hmm
0: um, and yeah, you know, not enough. Not enough um, of a penalty, is it? I mean, I, I was quite surprised when I heard it was. I didn't realise it was only that much. Um, it should be a lot more, obviously.
2: Well, it it, it should. Um, you know, part of, of what we should we should be seeing is um, stronger compliance. Hmm. Um, and look, at the end of the day, we don't even need a, a, an Arctic license. The structure that the department have. Can fit on the models in any state legislation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's yet another license. I think the most offensive thing for the trade is it's another license that's actually taking away their skills, their, their, um, their, their ability to compete in their own trade. Yeah, it's, dil- it's diluting the trade, really, isn't it? It is, it is. Look, um, my treasurer, he, he was electrocuted two years ago. Um, I, I can't get over the, I guess what we have is we we have a commercial organisation um, providing information to the department, and that's how they're making their their uh, policies. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and interestingly enough, there is so much the majority of information, even in cold hard facts, is based on assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, we need cold. We need the real cold hard facts, the data, and that's mm-hmm. um, is working on as well. Um, Look, the industry is
0: just—it's a mess. Yeah, and when you consider, you know, you've got the the refrigerant handling licenses are being um, handed out to your cert twos, and then you've got your RTAs. Um, It's the uh, those that hold an RTA you would assume have done uh, their time and their apprenticeships, Um, and yet it's the ones that are holding just an RHL that um, are doing or the least amount of um, Uh, training uh, are the ones that are not being audited
2: yes correct and it's pretty clear that if some of the guys uh a lot of the guys on facebook are making comments i've lodged a complaint oh look now i'm being audited
1: Mm, yeah Uh, yeah um i suppose in in a way that's that's yeah that's part of the uh, the process isn't it the auditing um but it's funny that it's, I just don't think it's right that, uh, I think if you, um, have a, um, a refrigerant handling license, you should have a, a trading authority. It should be, you know, one license, that's it. And that's where the, um, the training comes into it, doing the, your, uh, your full
2: apprenticeship. Oh, correct. Correct. And look, I, I heard the interview that you had with Rod Cummings the other day. Um, and it was interesting about the natural refrigerant training, uh, they are pushing to do CERT 2 because again, it's, it's in their best interest commercially to have as many licensees out there as possible. So, um, they've gone through the back door to do this, this, nat- um, this flammable training. They haven't gone through. We have an industry reference committee that's overseeing the UEE, the electrotechnology training package, and we're, we're a participant in that as well as ARA. And um, instead, because they wanted to, to push this through, they haven't consulted with industry, certainly not adequately enough, mm-hmm. um, and they've gone through the back door and put it through Victoria, through the VET program. Mm-hmm. And, look, ASQA, we've lodged complaints with ASQA about RTOs. Um, there's so many out there that are as dodgy as, and they're incompetent. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we've got uh, the Australian Skills Quality Authority, ASQA, who are not capable of doing their job. They're not not even recalling certificates from, um, uh, there was a College of Climate Change, I think it was called, and they were piggybacking on um, another, on an RTO, which is happening around the country. Now they were giving certificates of, quali- of cert three rack qualifications to electricians in as little as five to seven weeks. Yeah, and yet if, if uh, we want
1: to um, uh, we want to get uh, our full A class electrical license, we would need to do a um, a full four year apprenticeship. There's no
2: RPL. Correct. As far as I'm aware. Correct. It's um yeah. it's it's not there. Um, and this is the problem about the trade not being adequately licensed. Um, like the electrical, uh, it's it's a licensed trade. We we need that, um, mm. and it's not just it's not just about the competency either, the the, the skills. It's about the um, the safety. Yeah, that's right. Our, our guys, when I say guys, the 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 refrigeration mechanics, they're at risk every time they go to a job. Yeah, mm. definitely. Because there's so many um, non-qualified working on equipment above and beyond split systems, cold yeah. rooms. Um, look at the Rochester incident in Victoria. Yeah. Two diesel fitters. Kaboom.
1: Yep. Oh. And I think I think a, a further training on on the flammable refrigerants uh, would be a good thing uh, for everyone. Uh, not only you know your cert twos etc. But the, the, the uh, fully qualified refrigeration mechanics because they weren't well, these these refrigerants weren't um, as prevalent you know maybe perhaps when they were doing their apprenticeships.
2: No that's that's right um, it's it's something the the entire trade needs upskilling in um, yeah. it, it should have been happening some years back but it did. Yeah. Um, the problem with the Cert 2 is what we find is they know a little but they think they know a lot, so they're they're, they're confident in, in extending the work scope that they do, even if it's illegal, yeah. um, if they're unlicensed to do that additional work. Yeah. And so if we then now turn around and give them um, tra- any any kind of training in natural refrigerants, um, that scares me.
1: Yeah,
2: oh, definitely. Um, I have heard stories of
1: um. You know perhaps unqualified people um using the natural refrigerants um to to repair a, a unit that they may have installed um and had a leak on uh, it's a cheaper option for them to do that uh, rather than perhaps pay a, a fully qualified um, frigie to, to go out there and uh, and fix it with the correct refrigerant and so therefore you could be uh, going up to it. To a split system or, or a ducted system or whatever, um, and it's uh, it's full of propane-based
2: refrigerant. Yes, yes. I, I actually had one um, one I've known for years, and he was on a job, and he was telling me there was no identification of any refrigerant change, and he had flames coming out the pipes. Oh
1: goodness!
2: A few have said to me, "Oh, that's not possible," but once you get more into it, it's like, yeah, it can happen. Oh yeah. Um, I, I had a former employee um, at a restaurant I owned and she was living in a house renting a, ha- a property for three years and she's had electricians going in and out because of was faulty aircon. and they always turned the power off at the mains. This last electrician didn't and left the power on and the air conditioning allegedly burnt the house down. She, she was lucky to survive hmm. um, and her three-year-old daughter that was in the house at the time. Yeah. And these are things that, it's this kind of information that's not being made public to the public, to the mm. consumers, um, and, and the government departments that do the licensing, et cetera, and um, health and safety are not getting the truth of what's really going on out there.
0: And, you know, uh, we had a discussion with um, the ISC about, um, you know, so- someone auditing um the installations of the Cert 2s, because as we, as we said, and everyone knows, that they've had limited training. Um, there should be a uh, entity that goes around, and I guess, randomly uh, auditing their installations and making sure they're done to the standard. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts around that? Oh, yes, uh,
2: and it must be a third party, independent mm. of, of the licensing body um, or of, ARC. Of um, we're actually working on uh, a product and the application for it to assess for new installs and existing um, systems, the efficiency of, of systems and any faults with it as well. Um, so there's going to be a whole, like a huge range of reporting processes behind that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no one else is doing it. We know it can be done. We're going to make it happen.
1: And yep. is that going to be, um, is that something that you're just doing through Armour and out to your members or is that going to, you're going to hope to uh, have it have
2: it legislated that that has to um, take place? I think it would be good long-term to have it legislated. Uh, mm-hmm. We're at a point where we're yet to start the, the main trials for it. Um, once we gather the data, it's something I hope that it's, it's, a great, it will be a great selling tool for the refrigeration business. Um, yeah. They can show the customer, yes, it's been installed correctly. Yes, it's operating efficiently. Um, because this is all part of the problem we have with, um, with the licensing as well. The majority of installs in split systems and, and our, our support is also, I should mention, our support is also for commercial and, and, um, for all areas of, of, yeah refrigeration and air conditioning, um, but to start off with what we're looking at is split systems, assessing the efficiency, the install, all of that, um, the, the difference between an existing system and if it's um, before it's serviced and after it's serviced and showing the customer how uh, much money they can actually save by having it um, regularly serviced yes. hmm. by someone qualified of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you know, the, and, and this is part of the thing is getting to the consumer that yeah. should be using someone who's trade qualified and what happens if you don't. That's right. Um, it's very, very confusing. Here in Queensland, uh, the Bly government many years back introduced a policy where all all split systems um, in uh, Whitewoods retailers must have a sign on it saying along the lines it must be installed by an electrician. Mm-hmm. yes. So, you know, it's just a crazy, yeah. silly decisions. It really is.
0: Yeah.
2: Political, political power, um, you know, Labor are a union-based um, political group. Mm-hmm. And when you have the plumbing union and the electrical union pushing hard to keep encroaching on another trade that, that in, a, in a manner that's so unsafe... Um, I really challenge the, the credibility of, of that party. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you, so I think we know no. what you're going to say here, Kim, but do you think the ARC are doing enough?
2: Oh, God, no. No.
0: And what, so what would you like to see happen uh, from here? What would you like the ARC to do moving forward?
2: Moving forward, I, I think they need to stop stop pushing their agenda of the Cert two. Mm-hmm. Uh, acknowledge that it, it hasn't worked. It's created a, a, a huge problem, and um, work with the rest of industry, including Armor and an ARA, to set up a national industry body that truly reflects the industry, not commercialism.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Um, and and support our our call for a nationally consistent skills based license. Definitely. Yeah. Um, also, the at this point in time um really get out there and, and start um, cracking down on on those cert 2 that are non compliant yeah i i don't know if you're aware but a lot of the the cert 2 forces are two days now i know that these these people coming out of cert 2 don't have reclaim units they have no idea what to do
1: yeah that comes back to the um, the rta doesn't it the you'd... You know, you you either have, you don't have to have the RTA, you can have just your RHL. So you end up with um, with people yeah carrying out work that may not necessarily have the correct gear.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, it, it even goes back to ASQA, Australian Skills Quality Authority. Their incompetence. What what are they doing about this? They know.
1: So do the um, so do the RTOs uh, go through
2: an audit process, Kim? They do, yes. I'm, I'm not aware of, um, I don't know enough about that audit process, but mm. it's clearly not enough uh, mm. that these people are out there doing, doing this. You now, I'm told of guys that are being flown from WA to New South Wales or South Australia for a weekend, they're Cert 2, and then they go back home and they're Cert 3. Mm. How does that work? Exactly. And why is it happening? We we have the the Federal Minister for Education and Training needs to really step up on this.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's right. So we need more train-the-trainer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, they need
1: to be um, getting audited and and checked along the way. Yes. To a a standard.
2: Yes, most definitely. And when it comes to training packages and and units of competency for, for the industry, It should not be going through Victoria uh, and the vet um, processes. It should be going through the industry reference committee that we have. It's quite offensive what they're doing or what they've done um, when there's a committee there that they are already working with. Hmm. Um, To me, that's just pretty, pretty sly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, and this is exactly why members. uh, for armour are hugely important. Would
2: you agree? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we're, we're, we're working on so many different projects. There's the energy efficiency with the data that we were just talking about. We've got the armour smart card. Um, you know, one of the things that, that really hit home is this amazing trade doesn't even have a license that's specific to them as qualified people.
1: Yeah, correct.
2: Um, and we were able to, through the smart card, not only do something so modern and amazing, but give them that 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 sense of pride. Yes. Yeah. So unless you're an apprentice or or a a trade qualified, Richie, you're not getting a smart card from us. Not going to happen. Um and. From that, we want to. We're doing mapping on the consumer page on Facebook, so that we're we're starting to link uh, the general public with the trade-qualified business owner. Mm -hmm. With the mapping, it's a it's a spreadsheet we upload to a program, and it has our smart card holders' details, businesses, and it's it's literally a map. So all the customer has to do, or the interested person, is put in either their suburb or their postcard, and it will come up with a smart card holder.
0: Right, Matthew, gotcha.
2: We're still working on it. There's a lot of guys out there that have been so slack, like, come on, get your credentials in, get your smart card happening.
1: Yes. And is it it better to be, obviously you have um, your your standard member,
2: but do you have financial members? We we have financial members. um, Then we also have... uh, Volunteers, we have, uh, like, the Facebook, Armour Facebook page alone is two and a half thousand members. Um, we probably have a reach of about thirty thousand people in total. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, even then, it's still hard getting the word out because when I say a reach of thirty thousand people, they're not all trade qualified, it's just um, your email list mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: So do you have any statistics around uh, members by state, Kim? I mean, is there any state that is more prominent or more oh, dominant in terms of...
2: Yeah, look, there, there is, and, and I would say it's Queensland. Yeah. Um, simply, simply because that's where armour has originated.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And a lot of the people from, if, if you can appreciate, 13 years of talking to different people... Um, have all sort of moved with me to the Facebook page to to armour coming together with with the armour team, um, so yeah, it's definitely definitely Queensland. Um, it's growing in in the other states, but um, I'd say Queensland has the largest number.
0: Hmm. And so, what what do you think the benefit of being a member is? And it, obviously, it's we we need to get as many. Members on board, yep. uh, preferably paid members. I would have preferably paid members. Yes. What, what, what why do you think the people should be signing up Kim?
2: It's It's about supporting, having the support that they need. Um, it's about having their voice heard. They can participate as volunteers if they have time as well. Um, it's making sure that that we continue the fight for a, a, a national. Nationally consistent license. Um, I know there's a lot of the words like are bandied around about protecting the trade. In a sense, Mm -hmm. it is, but in protecting that trade, we're protecting Australians every day. Yes. And and look, the the financial membership—that's our fighting funds. Not one cent, not one cent goes on anything other than what Mm -hmm. we are doing, which is representing the tradespeople. Whether it's in meetings, um, some different fundraisers and things like that. Um, we, we, I think I mentioned earlier, we have a a representative on the industry reference committee. Now, just to touch on that for a second, as one of the, the objectives with, with Armour, we, we were quite horrified when we learned that they wanted, that that there were some in industry wanting to dumb down the trade. So a cert three wouldn't, Would no longer become, um, sufficient to be considered trade qualified. You would go on and do a cert four. Yes. And what struck me as just, I think my jaw hit the ground when I saw this one, but you would actually be competent in cert four, not cert three, uh, to work on domestic refrigeration. Mm. It's just, it was just crazy. Uh, Cert 3 is a trade qualification. Let's build on, build on it and improve it the way we need it to be. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we stopped that. Um, I believe at the, one of the, um, one of the industry meetings on the training that, uh, Ian from ARA was also successful in getting the agreement that training for natural refrigerants would only be for Cert 3, trade qualified. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you look at hydrocarbons as part of the prerequisites to do a hydrocarbon training unit of competency, you you must be Cert 3 qualified. And again, this brings me back to these people who have pushed this, this flammables training through Victoria were also participants on, in this, in this, um, training group. So again, like I said, they've gone through the back door, disregarded what's what's taken place in under the IRC. Mm. Um, and I just want to mention Jason Lazar. He's the manager from Australian Industry Standards that oversees the industry reference committees, and he is he is doing an amazing job under what must be <laughs> very challenging circumstances. Yeah.
0: Weren't some of the uh, Facebook members in the background there screeching away, were they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bloody Look, You know, some of the the members um, are a very passionate bunch. And um, I think, you know, when you look at and read some of the frustration uh, just in the comments day to day, it's obviously an area that is um, affecting a lot of people. And they do want to see change. But I think, you know... um, I guess that's where you need members to sign up and be a part of this because um, it's all well and good to sort of go home and sort of moan and groan about things need to be done and this is crap and that's not working. And But unless you stand up and, and become a member and be a part of it, it's uh, uh, we need more voices around to change. Is that right? Oh,
2: so true. It is. And look, we, we appreciate that... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the trades people, they, as I think you said earlier, one day goes into the next, and just mm. don't have the time. That's right. So, mm. Look, at least just sign up, be a part of the, be a part of the revolution. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's let's make good change, change that keeps our our tradespeople safe and our apprentices, and also for 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 the public out there who yeah. really know the truth.
1: Yeah. Just on, on the uh, memberships, um, what's the process for um, someone becoming a member, Kim?
2: Oh, it's uh, if, you, if you're retired, send us an email. Uh, it's on the website. There's a few different emails there. There's a page with Meet the Team. Um, you can always email me at kim at um, The financial membership, there's a, a link there for, under membership levels on the website. Yep. just follow the, the the information it's a pretty straightforward process
0: um, we, we can put a link to that in our show notes Kim if that's um appropriate
2: oh that would be fantastic much of yep, it yeah. um, and look, the most important thing regardless of, of um, we need funds to fight sure but we need an industry that's united and we we've, g- we've given industry that organization um, yeah so let's make it happen. Hmm. Yeah,
0: well said. All right, well, uh, we're getting close to the end, Kim, so um, there We are could, a we could of probably go on all day and all night. Definitely, but <laughs> definitely could. Um, there's a couple of things that we're yet to cover off, so um, we'd love to have you back on, Kim, if we can address some more of this, because uh, there's obviously a lot to talk about and um, it needs to be a discussion, doesn't it? It
2: does, it does. And, look, I'd be... I'd be I'd love to come back on that would be fantastic
0: that'd be brilliant well uh brad it's uh, guess what time it is no it's not that time is it it sure is all right so here we are uh this is called keeping it cool in the hot seat kim this is our segment where we will ask you uh, a number of questions and by the way
1: Fred. Yes. We've got a, a, a new. Lot
0: of oh, of have got a new. Here. Some, yeah, some of the, some of the initial ones are, um, are the existing ones, but we thought we'd mix it up. I've I've got a request too. Okay, what's Can i start the clock this time. It's You <laughs> up for that? Yeah, a Challenge. All right. All right. Well, okay. hear <laughs> <You So, laughs> me. Um, we'll be Kim. with
1: you in a minute, Kim. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, to keep you there. Okay. Um, all right, Kim. Are you ready to go? I am ready. Kim Lindbergh, your time starts now. Press that button right there. Yep. NRL or AFL? AFL. I like the tight arses. <laughs> <laughs> your favourite team? Uh, Geelong. Geelong. Beer, wine, spirits are all three? All three, thank you. Good. <laughs> if you could change your name, what would it be?
2: If I could change my name?
0: Mm. Nah, never really
2: thought about that one.
0: Sorry. No? Pass. pass. Okay. If you could change one movie into a musical... What would that be?
2: Oh. Yeah, I'll have to pass on that.
0: Can't say mm-hmm. God with the word because that's already a musical. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Who was your worst teacher at school? They were all very good. I was the worst student. <laughs> no, no, none that uh, sort of kept you in?
2: Oh, there was one. I can't remember his name, but he used to chase me around the room
0: with a, with a stick.
1: Hmm. She doesn't want to say on the grounds that it might incriminate
0: her. No,
2: no.
0: (laughs) Um, Celebrity crush, Kim, do you have one?
2: Oh, Chris Hemsworth. He is just gorgeous.
0: Fair enough. If you had had to give up brushing your teeth or brushing your hair, what would it be, please?
2: Teeth.
0: Teeth? (laughs) Um, Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. What set of items could you buy that would make the cashier most uncomfortable?
2: Uh, Lots of...
1: uh, Maybe some hydrocarbon and a box of nails? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't say that. Oh, hell!
2: Mm. <laughs> it's there and I can't even think of the word.
0: No, it's probably a bit rude, so we'll pass on. We'll pass on that one. The worst name you ever heard?
2: I don't know. The worst name I've ever heard.
0: We're we going to pass on that one too? Yeah, I'll have to pass. Sorry. All right. This one you this one, you'll be able to answer. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, Kim, what would it be? Have liver. Nice. Oh, nice. That is, that is yummy. Uh, Seinfeld money. or Big Bang Theory? Neither. Neither. What was the first movie that made you cry?
2: I don't remember. I just remember the the first horror movie, which was um, Blood Sucking Freaks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did that make you cry because it was so bad?
2: Or? <laughs> no. I love horror shows. I, I, I had nightmares that night. I was 16. <laughs>
0: Now, um, if you're going to battle, which often you will do in your role, what sum, what song comes onto your soundtrack in your head? Oh, Queen. Um, queen. Which one?
2: We Are the Champions. Yes.
0: Yeah, nice. nice. Uh, your favourite swear word? Shit. <laughs> and Kim Lindbergh, your porn star name, please.
2: Oh, that would be Candy after My German Shepherd. Candy. Very nice.
0: Beautiful candy. Very sweet. Well done. Well you got through all of those Kim well done. And thank you for uh, being a part of that. It's all a bit tongue in cheek isn't it?
2: Oh look it's good. Gotta have a laugh.
0: Yeah that's true. So look uh, we would just like to take this opportunity Kim to say thank you for giving up your time and coming onto the show today. Uh, we appreciate your, uh, your wealth of knowledge that you have and um, we'd love to get you back on again.
2: Thank you. I'd love to come back on and um... The armour team absolutely love what you guys are doing with this, so keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you. you very much. And now, just
0: uh, one more plug of the uh, website. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
2: Oh, armour.org.au.
0: Perfect. Thank so you. Jump very much. on
1: there and become a member and um, get on board, guys. Maybe a, maybe a financial member.
2: That would be great. <laughs> Join the. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. thanks Kim No worries.
0: alright guys well thanks uh, very much for listening to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast please uh, don't forget to jump onto uh, our social pages, Twitter, Facebook and Insta, we're on Insta now Brad Insta. You know that? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. uh, as well as airconditioningpodcast.com if you'd like to come on uh, the show guys please drop us a line and let us know, we'd love to have a chat and see what you're up to in your business um, but uh, until next time Brad see you Ronda. <laughs> catch up, catch around. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.